Hey, Business Building Warrior, it's Jim coming at you with a new episode. I've got a guest today who I'll introduce to you in just a moment. He's a young man who's built an incredible business as a teenager using his mom's name for his Amazon account because he's not old enough. He's gone ahead and done some incredible things and we'll dive into that. What he sells, where he finds his products and how he's grown his business to such a robust level. It hasn't been smooth sailing all along. Definitely some rocky roads along the way, but he's a proven Amazon course student, as you hear so often talked about on this show. They're coaching students as well. And that didn't go great at first. And he's very transparent about that. I love the transparency, but it shows that we do step up and help when something doesn't go well and we stick with our students. And he's got a great story to share about that today as well. I think you're going to appreciate hearing from a young man who obviously has his head on straight, has a bright future, and he's excited about the business that he's building, the opportunity that he's creating. And I think you're going to see him hear more from this guy as he steps into some leadership roles around here, as he matures and grows and shares what he's learned along the way. Just one of those very encouraging episodes that I think is going to make a lot of people and maybe even you say to yourself, okay, this kid's doing it. I'm going to do it too. Let's go. So enjoy this episode. And we'd love to hear some feedback from you, what you think. Hey, maybe you want to be a guest on this show. If you're one of the students, the many successful students from our community, the thousands of people in our Facebook group, maybe that have a story you want to share, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. If you want to be a part of a group like this, and Jarrett today, our guest speaks very highly of this community, how they've poured into his life and spent time with him and mentored him and how he pops in and asks his questions in our Facebook group. It's completely free. If you want to be a part of a group like that and you're not yet, you can go to silentgym.com. There's a link to our free Facebook group. We're coming up on 70,000 people as I'm recording this rapidly. And we'd love to add you to our ranks. It's a global community. Anyone in the world can do the stuff that we teach here. We'd love to have you as a next success story. So I think that's enough announcements for now. Let's jump over and have an episode with... Mr. Jarrett, you're going to enjoy this guy. So Jarrett, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. It's an honor to be here. It's great to have you, man. Well, let's jump right into your story. Put it in your own words, man. Talk us through it. Yeah, it's been a quite a long journey. We've heard about you. My family's heard about you for a very long time. My mom's been on your email list since probably about 2008, 2007-ish. I was very young back then, and uh, she she had heard about you from homeschool circles. My I have one brother, and both of us have been homeschooled all of our lives, and her name is pretty popular among the homeschool circles. So she heard about you from there, but she didn't really ever look into you. She kind of thought you were about writing a book, and that was about it. And she didn't really take the time to to really research and understand who you were. But there was something that always kept it in the back of her mind to not unsubscribe from your email list. So when we started getting older and I was about to go into high school, we were discussing career opportunities and the path that I should take. And I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I had no idea what I wanted to do as an entrepreneur, but I, I liked the idea of working for myself and having freedom and flexibility. Yeah. Where, where do you think you got that entrepreneurial spirit from? And, and maybe, I don't know if that's actually a good question now that I've heard myself say it, because I kind of think that we're all born entrepreneurs until it's made yeah. out of us. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, you know, did you have an entrepreneurial influence? Yes. Maybe? That, yeah, that propelled that you in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Is that your mom? Is she pretty mm-hmm. entrepreneurial? Yeah. Okay. Yes. She is a piano teacher and has her had her own studio before she had my brother and I. She started a business probably about 2010 to no, 2012, 2014, um, uh, just for a couple of years. But she's always had an entrepreneurial spirit and and she really promoted that and talked to us a lot about how college isn't for everyone necessarily. And it, it's okay if you have another route that you take. And the idea of having multiple streams of income and not being dependent on your employer for everything. That was really 
ingrained into me when I was a little younger. Yeah. Yeah. That's common household discussions for our homeschool family as well. I think at this point, three of the five kids have their own business rolling at this point. So yeah. yeah. And uh, the other two work for us or in our businesses. So yeah, it's it's pretty exciting to see those kind of foundational conversations that you have and that you get to have. I'm a huge homeschool advocate, like you said, and I've spoken in front of some of the homeschool communities and such, but there's the two kind of match up very well, that entrepreneurial spirit and the homeschooling mindset just link up so well. And you've got such an advantage too, Jared. I've seen it play out now, having been in this arena about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you're you're very well spoken. You're articulate, obviously intelligent, well read. You've you've studied many interesting topics, I'm sure. And you're launching what listeners are about to find out is a very successful business. I'm so encouraged. Like, if the future is about young men like you <laughs> rising in prominence, I'm optimistic. So yeah, it's really cool hearing your story so far. This is great. So did you intentionally study entrepreneurship as part of your homeschool or you just said you kind of got interested in it and you just kind of started pursuing it? Yeah, not not really. I don't have a, I guess, special talent for it. I didn't grow up reading any business books or it was pretty much just, I want to work for myself and I want mm-hmm. to be able to make as little as much as I want. Yeah, I, I really did not have much of a background in it. And so when it came time and in, in when I about started high school, we were looking at a couple different options. I think my mom presented like vending machines that we could do, or I think even drop shipping. Yeah. But then we also found you and we we're like, what about Jim Cockrum and the Amazon course? I've heard about it, but that's when we actually looked into it. I did send out one shipment when I was 14. I didn't have any clue what I was doing, Um, but I did get one out and it sold. I think I almost, I think I lost money on it because I didn't understand the buy box. And so when they priced lower than me, then I would go under them until the point I was losing money. But I did send out one shipment then. And, And how long ago was that? That was... Four years when, ago. When you were 14, so you're 18 yes. now? I'm 18 now, yes. Okay, so you got the account under your own name yet? Or are you still using it? No, no, it was under my mom's. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's so great. We're working on transferring stuff now, but it's still, still sure. under Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's perfectly fine in an arrangement. There's no reason to to push yeah. that too hard. You know, Amazon likes all the I's dotted T's crossed when you start transferring names and stuff. So proceed with caution there. Uh, but yeah. that's beautiful. So yeah, we've we've had a, a handful over the years of teenagers under 18 who've had to use their parents' names to register their Amazon accounts. And they build these incredible businesses before most people are even out of high school, before most of your friends are even going tens of thousands of dollars into debt going to college, you're building a successful business. So I just, I love this trajectory that you're on. I, I'm really enjoying this story. So, so you're talking about four years ago, you've made your first few sales, maybe lost a little money, figuring it out as you go. Uh, was it just you going through it yourself at that point? And you, did you have the proven Amazon course at that point you said, or? I think, I think we did. Yeah. yeah okay. Cause it's been around uh, about 10 years. So yeah, yes. you guys probably jumped yeah. in and the course has kind of grown up a little bit with you being in there four or five years at this point. Yes. The user interface has become so much easier to just kind of organize the material and know where you want to start. Yeah, yeah, you guys remember the, the the early days when it was basically a list of links and PDF. That <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> was pretty ugly, but it was effective. But it, it was, was very good for sure. Yeah. It, it looks a lot more like Netflix now, which is nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So keep it going, man. Yeah. So I didn't really do anything after that. But when it was about the summer of 2018, you had your CES indie conference. And right. um, my mom saw something about scholarship opportunities. I think at that time it was for military or mm-hmm. veterans, something like that, or disabilities. And Yeah. Well, first responders, and we like to take care of our first responders, military, police, absolutely. those sorts of people that are, if they're, if they're in a financially difficult situation, that's just an ongoing thing that we do around here. And yeah, for, but especially at time for our, our events, we like to take care of them and their families as best we yeah. possibly can. So 
yeah, I think my mom just encouraged me to apply for the scholarship, even though I wasn't that just because I wanted to get into this e-commerce business, but I really had no idea where to start. I had no idea what I was doing. And so I applied for the scholarship. And I, I just remember, I remember actually a very specific moment. I was like out in my backyard and I think I was taking my dog out to pee. <laughs> and I remember praying. I was like, if this is what you want for me, God, like show me by giving me the scholarship. And I did not get it. They said, no. And then about a week later or a week and a half later, they, I think it was Mary, she called back and was like, one of our first responders, veterans had to drop and we have a spot and I thought of you and your name. And uh, wow. Yeah, that was something that's that so great. Very special. Yeah. And we, we operate, I mean, obviously, we could just give away everything free and invite everybody for free and do you know and just pay out of pocket, but it, it's not a sustainable model. So yeah. it's kind of ingrained in our culture here. Be as generous as we absolutely can while being profitable, mm-hmm. so that I'm able to pay the people on our team well, and we're able to pay coaches well and provide best of class services. But you know, we, we walk that line constantly. We don't want anyone to be left out because they can't afford it. So to hear that you kind of God dropped your name on Mary's heart when we had a slot open yeah. up and. That's so cool. So you were able to come to Indianapolis. Now, where do you live? Um, at that time, we were living in California. In Southern That's California. a long trip. So you flew. Yes. And honestly, <laughs> that whole conference, it went over my head. <laughs> I really did not understand much of it, just being so green. But it was a really neat experience. And I got to see the potential of what this could be. And it really inspired yeah. me to yeah. want to pursue it. That's phenomenal. Did you yeah. meet some make some friends that you still have to this day at the event by any chance? I met your son, Trey. Oh, that's um, cool. Do you guys yeah, communicate? He, with me. he came up and, and talked with me for a good 20, 30 minutes. And it's been incredible to see when he was, I think he was 18 at that time, uh, yeah. 19. And now where he is. Yeah. yeah. Well, following. we're talking about doing a mastermind together, provenmastermind.com. It's it's something we're going to be rolling out here in the near future. So yeah, keep an eye for that. But yeah, he's built yeah. an incredible business as well, for sure. So, all right, you came to the event, made a few friends, a little over your head, but did it inspire yeah. you? Like, hey, yeah, this is something I want to do, it sounds like, right? Yes. Yes. And then... I wanted to do it, but we had to put it on hold for a little bit. And the reason is because we've had some long family issues and my mom felt that it was time to kind of take action on it and and have a change. And so that was the beginning of 2019. And it culminated in my mom and myself, uh, well, my mom separating from my dad and then my mom and I going from California to Northern Virginia that summer. So really the whole first half of the year was preparations for that. It was a very big move. For Oh, for sure. I can't yeah. imagine. And I'm yeah. sorry you went through that, man. And without, you know, of course, obviously we don't need any details beyond what you've said to know that emotionally, spiritually, even physically challenging, difficult stuff that you guys yeah. have been through. And you've got to be in a good frame of mind, as you now know, <laughs> to run a business. Oh, yes. So when life throws those, those, you know, drama is kind of a lame word to use for it, but mm-hmm. word that pops in my head, you know, life throws lots of drama and circumstances and situations at you. And that's why I call business owners, business building warriors, because we face those same crazy life circumstances as everyone else. You know, that's yeah. one of the reasons I call us warriors anyway. There's many, many reasons, but... We keep standing up and fighting forward anyway, serving, selling, you know, providing value to our customers. And so kudos to you, man, for not just kind of writing off your teenage years and feeling sorry for yourself, you know? You know it, that's a lot to carry. Yeah, I definitely did for a couple of months there. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you get hit, you get knocked down. It's how long you stay down though, right? Exactly, yeah. So during the, the period of planning, I had... You know, I had started a little bit with used books earlier in the year, just trying to find uh, things to sell, make some money. And 
I kind of broke even on the books, but I did have a couple good ones where I sold a book that I bought for like a dollar for $180 and one for like a hundred that I bought for a dollar. But overall I broke even, but it was a really good learning experience to get my feet wet and kind of get back in it. Even though I had sent out that one box in 2017. Yeah. Right. Right. Over the course of about two and a half years, all we've done so far is lose money in a few products and mm -hmm. break even playing yeah. with books. <laughs> so it's pretty, pretty much like a part-time side thing, right? At this point, I take yes. it. Yes. I was not very consistent with it. But when we were like packing up the house in the summer, I remember I was watching the, the replens course when it first came out. And I remember that was like, it was, it was a live sessions. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom and I, we, we bought that and we really wanted to give that a really good shot. So we, we bought that. And then after we had settled a little bit in Virginia, uh, maybe just about a month, it was very recent. We signed up for the coaching program with you guys. And to be honest, the first round of it, our first coach and that fall, it did not go well. We really struggled. There were various reasons. The coach for us wasn't a good fit. And also just moving, right? I personally wasn't in the best frame of mind to be doing it, even though I really felt like, oh, we need to have income here. And that was kind of motivating me. But my mind was not there. Both of ours weren't. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was a tough fall. And we were just kind of going through, ended up just going through clearance aisles, trying to find stuff. And it was a struggle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, and it sounds like if you actually, I would say, if you haven't figured it out already yourself, I'm going to state the obvious, I think, for you. But one of the things you learned at some point running in your own business is stuff still has to be done, even when you're just not there physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, not yes. there. It still, got, it still has to happen. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best ways to teach yourself that discipline of doing stuff that's got to be done, even when you don't feel like doing it. Business owners understand that discipline better than anyone else. <laughs> you know, cause when you're, when you're hurt, it, let's say you're a, an athlete and you're hurt physically, everyone understands all oh, you, you, you can't do your athletic performance anymore because you're physically injured. So take the time off. Well, as business owners, your business can go under if you yeah. take that time off when you're weakened, when you're hurt, when you're down, you've got to figure it out. So those are some of the hardest moments. And I can relate, man. I've, after 20 years, I've had a good handful of those where, you kidding me? I got to go do, I got to go put stuff in boxes and put tape on them. I don't feel like it. I don't want to do, but you do anyway. Yep. And so kudos to you and your mom for that season, man, that we're just figuring it out, plan for it, even hiring a coach. And one thing I do want to clear up for people too, you mentioned you bought the replens. That's part of, now it's part of the proven Amazon course. So I don't want people going around like, hey, where'd I go to buy that? Proven Amazon course is all you need. There's a link in the show notes. But uh, yeah, let's keep it going. So coaching yeah. didn't go too great it did initially. Not go well. Yeah. And uh, I, we were just kind of felt like we were a little on our own. And I found my first, re it took forever, but I found my first replay um, in February of 2020. <laughs> so it took a few months to find one product. But as soon as I got that one product, then it, the light bulb went off and I, it clicked, like, this is how you find inventory. And I found, you know, 10 more, 15 more. And by, well, that was about the time COVID hit and right. Amazon shut down most categories for FBA. And so I was just kind of like building my list of products so that when they opened, I would be able to send it, send some replens in. And so I think about May, it opened up and maybe a little earlier than that. And I sent in my stuff and got my business up to about eight, 9,000 a month in sales around that time. Most, pretty much all, all replens there. Yeah. That's excellent. And is it just you at that point? Is your mom still helping you side thing? My mom. Yeah. yeah. Why isn't mom on the podcast today? <laughs> I know. What's your name? I'm sorry. I didn't catch it. Lori. Lori. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we were doing it together. I mean, I was the one mostly like 
sourcing the products and finding them, but she would drive me to the stores to pick it up and then we'd go prep them together. And it, it worked out for a little bit and we kind of felt like we started getting the hang of things. And it was about that time in June that I reached out to Nathan and I kind of told him our story and we were talking about how the coaching, like, you know, we paid and it didn't really go well. And Nathan's our coaching director for those who yeah. don't know. Yeah. Nathan Bailey. Yeah. And he, when we told him and talked to him, he pretty much at that point kind of took me under his wing and has coached and mentored me from then on. And that was a really huge turning point in our business. And that's fantastic. Yeah. He, man, he's just got such a big heart. He's been with us for, we've been together as a team 17 years now. He's been running my coaching program. And I don't know if you know this or not, Jared, but I hired three people before him to run the coaching program with me and fired them all within a few weeks because I just wow. didn't get, they didn't have the heart. They didn't love people. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're going to create success stories by loving people, by working with them until they succeed. It's not about conversion rate. It's about creating success stories and lifelong relationships. And I would say that to these guys and they'd go, oh, that's beautiful. I want to be a part of it. (laughs) But they didn't. And it became very apparent very quickly for all three of them. So then Nate came along and the problem with the challenge with Nate is he loves and cares so much. Like he won't eat or sleep. He'll go 24 hours a day, four days in a row with people like just because he can't turn it off how much he is vested in care. So Mm -hmm. Huge blessing to me, man, to have people that care at that level. And you've experienced it, you know, I mean, and that's, and I'm sure your first coach was, you know, we're not throwing them under the bus. It just wasn't a good fit. Bad, it wasn't good timing for you, for them, for the season you guys were in. And, but yeah, what a heart of gold Nate has. And it's an honor yeah. to get to work with him. But yeah, that's, that's really cool. He, by the way, is the one that said, Hey, this Jared guy, you got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> that's why, I, that's why I reached out to you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love Nathan and he's done so much for me. And he got us with the Pruitts. Um, He put us with them to kind of redo this coaching thing and get us really on the right track. Larry and Sue Pruitt. And yeah, and they direct one of our coaching teams. So we have a few coaching teams and Larry and Sue are one of those teams that report to Nathan. Yeah, Yeah. Another phenomenal, I could just go on and on about all these people. It's just incredible heart. Yeah, yes. couldn't do it without them. Larry and Sue, right. Okay, so you, they became your coach then. They became our coaches in round two, pretty much. And they're phenomenal. And um, we clicked very well. And they helped us significantly and kind of reinforced some of the things that I had learned, but was on my own and didn't know if they were correct or mm-hmm. not. Just kind of Facebook comments and, you know, watching some... YouTube videos and and the Amazon course, but just good information all over the place, but not really able to put it together. So they helped you piece it together. Yes, definitely. And a lot of (laughs) encouragement too, because there were a couple of times where it was really discouraging. The sales went down and we just thought we're on the right track and just weren't doing too well. But (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a um, visitor, my dog uh, just walked in. If you're just listening, that might not make sense. But yeah, you see my little doggo, Asher, just came in and interrupted. You're all right, buddy. <laughs> and so by the end of 2020, we had built the business up to 25,000 in sales per month. Wow. And okay. That's a big, that's a big jump. Okay. So yeah. the, last, the last number you gave us was uh, spring, uh, summer, 10, yeah. eight to $10,000 a month, 2020. But by the yeah. end? August yeah. Quarter. So within four or five months, you'd gone from four eight or ten. Months, we went up to twenty-five thousand. Um, twenty-five. Okay. So we're about a year ago now. At this point, mm-hmm. you're at about twenty-five a month. Okay. And what were your what were your margins? Do you remember? At that point, it was probably between twenty and twenty-five. Okay. Percent. Very normal, kind of in the sweet yeah. spot. Yeah. Yeah. We were sourcing kind of like hundred percent ROI products that were kind of lower priced. And kind of equated to about that 20% margin. Yeah. And I think at that point too, we also had gotten one or two people to help with the prepping just because it was becoming quite time consuming. And I was getting tired (laughs) trying to 
you know, the business expands and now you have a lot more jobs to take care of. And for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So where were, were they working at your house, coming to your home or how were you arranging? They were, coming, they were coming to the home and we set it up so that they were independent contractors. But yeah, it was, they were very, they did very minimal work hours too. It was no more than 10 hours a week that they were doing. Gotcha. Um, but that even that little bit helped just to take off some of the load of the prep, really which did. is kind of the tedious part of this model. Yes. But it's easy to find people willing to work part-time, especially, you know, flexible hours and they can work from home. Some of the best stories in the community are people who hire, you know, neighbors that live down the street and the stuff just all goes to their house for prep. Yeah. Right. That's incredible. Yeah. I got my mom out of the prepping, which was kind of big because that's just not like what she should be doing. And she didn't really enjoy it either. She was quite good at it, but it was also prepping is kind of time consuming and just not the funnest job. And so to get her out of that was you know, was really nice. And it was, so it would be me and the other person doing it. And yeah, it it definitely gave us some breathing room a little bit. That's great. Okay. So we, we ended a year ago with, do you remember (laughs) what you, what was your total 2020, what your sales total was? I think it was a hundred, maybe a little bit more than a hundred thousand in sales. That sounds about right with the numbers you gave. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So now as we're recording this, we're winding down 2021. So the next full year of Mm -hmm. business operations, let's let's go to that. What are some of the lessons Mm -hmm. you learned? How'd you, you know, what'd you get into selling? Maybe some, sounds like more expensive products you said. Yep. About March of 21, we had this uh, issue with, well, kind of issued some drama with our business credit card where my mom paid it off, but the balance didn't go away for some reason. I guess it doesn't go away until like the date when, until the date's passed. And so she was looking at it one day and she was like, we still owe this amount, but our balance how much money we have to pay it is less. Like we we can't pay it. Like what happened? What went wrong? And that's when we started like freaking out and like reevaluating our whole business and model of how we're doing things. And we find out like a week and a half, two weeks later that, oh wait, we already did pay it off. So we're in a good spot, but it really opened like my eyes to some of the I guess not so efficient things we were doing. Yeah. Um, but cash flow, you know, it's yeah, that's it, cash flow 101. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Managing the money coming at you. You can have a profitable system and still the cash flow monster can get you, man, if you're not paying attention to when it's coming in and when it's going out. Exactly. Exactly. And so we're like, we need to get our cash flow better. <laughs> How do we do this? And so uh, one of the things that we did was we shifted towards higher priced items moved our selling point up considerably. I went from selling things that were all $15, $20, nothing more than $50. And now we it was a gradual shift, but we have some items that are 150, 200 plus that we sell. And you know, it it was that whole shift, it grew our sales mm-hmm. while not really expanding the prep time. And we were able to bring more people on because of that. So it was, I was able to outsource more. That's a great tip there. You can move. If you can recognize replens at the $15, $20 level, your buy price, it's the same get, throw a zero on there, you know, $150, $200 replens. They're out there and it's a lot less prep work and you're making more money too, if you're doing Mm -hmm. it right. Uh, Just because the, you know, I'd rather have a 20% margin on a $200 project than a 20% margin on a $10 project, right? Exactly. Or product, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, that that is a great shift. And just that little shift alone. Now, there are some drawbacks. Oh, yes. Each mm-hmm. return hurts <laughs> 10 times more than it used to, right? Yeah. And what types of products are you selling? I'm sure people are curious without giving away your niche market. But, you know, what's, uh, give me an example of what categories you moved into. What aisles um, in the store did you start hitting kind of thing? The home category. Has Which been, is ungated for everybody when you start selling. It's, it's the biggest category. Anyone can do it. Yep. Uh, I love that category. So do I. Um, also, some of the health and household. That stuff's been pretty good. And just honestly, like 
unsexy, just regular products that that are kind of boring and boring. Yeah, that stuff does really well because boring is good. not flashy. It's people will pay and there's less competition for it. Those are my best products are these items that you would never give as a gift for anyone, you know? Right, right. And they're replants. Which and they're replants. I like yeah. to ask from time to time, what's a replant? If you defined it, and it's always interesting, it's always a slightly different definition yeah. for different people who have been doing the business for a while. But mm-hmm. how is a replant different than say, going to Walmart and scanning barcodes and finding a few good sure. deals? How's yeah. a replant reality different as a seller? Right. For me, it's it's an item that is full priced that when we buy it at that price, we are able to make a profit on it and buy it again and replenish it. There are some, I guess, sale replens. I don't really count those fully as replens. I want it to be 24-7. This item is always profitable. But yeah, I, I think that's how I would define it. They're not profitable forever. They ebb and flow. But definitely items that are full-priced, that are profitable and replenishable. Easily sourced as they sell. And they sell at a predictable clip too, which may seem obvious, but it needs to be said. Yes. That's the the art of this, if you will. That's the skill set you need to pick up is the difference between an item that just sits there. Anyone can find items that'll just sit there and not sell at a profit. It's finding items that are going to move at a reasonable, predictable pace. It could be twice a month. It could be 10 times a month. It could be a thousand times a month. It's, is it predictably moving at a nice pace where you know how many you need to go get to keep it, keep the machine turning? So how many replans do you have at this point? We have about 200 that are active and another 200 that are out of stock or harder to find. They're really good when I can get them, but right. Yeah. Usually about 200 active. Hey, quick break while I tell you about a fantastic sponsor. It's someone who's been a member of this community for a long time, Jonathan Swart and his family, since 2016. They built a company called ilovesupplies.com. They have great poly bags. These bags have strips on them when you peel it that don't cling to your hand or to the product. You don't have to flick your wrists. Printed right on the bags are the size of the bag in case they get mixed together. It's a beautiful feature. It also says ready to ship right on the bag. So you don't have to worry about putting stickers as much as you do currently. It really speeds up the time you spend prepping your product, which makes a big difference. Contact them at ilovesupplies.com. That's ilovesupplies.com. When you email them, use the email address, I got my bags at ilovesupplies.com. Again, the email address, I got my bags at I love supplies.com. Check the show notes. All the information is there as well. We have about 200 that are active and another 200 that are out of stock or harder to find. They're really good when I can get them, but right. Yeah. Usually about 200 active. How have you found these? Well, it's, it's changed before it was going to the aisles and typing in, Right, the the title, the um, brand names, doing brand some name, searches, count yeah. size. Then it was online, doing that online, and then I started using utilizing the Keepa Product Finder data mm-hmm. tab and narrowing those products that fit my parameters, and then also um, the buy box statistics on Keepa and seeing who else is on my ASINs. Those have been That's probably the best method for me now. And the reason for that is because I know how to source. I just don't have time to create my own leads. So I'll find someone who's got stuff that is profitable. And I honestly, most of the time, do not hop on what they sell. I go and I develop off of that. And I find things that I am like the only seller on it. Uh, FBA, or maybe there's one other seller. Right. But just knowing- You kind of learn those bunny trail skills. Yeah. You look at yeah. other people who are playing a similar game to you mm-hmm. and yeah. you bunny trail off of their stuff. Yeah. And there may be a 10% overlap at the end of the day, yeah. which is fine, by the way. Some people think, oh, I want to be the only seller. Well, 
Maybe if it's a private label product that you own, which is an advanced strategy, you guys will grow into that. I'm sure you will. We don't teach that to new sellers because there's a 95% chance of failure. You guys have heard that soapbox if you've listened to a few episodes. People failing like crazy with that model when they start new, trying to build your own product. But with replens, there's successful replens we're on that have 25, 30 other sellers and we're all making money. That's great. Buy box rotates. Everybody's getting paid. The product is selling like crazy. So it's a matter of uncovering those opportunities. It's not so much like, oh, I hope no other replen sellers find my stuff. It's really just, it's not like that at all. Uh, There's so many out there too. And I love you mentioned too, kind of digging into some of the behind the scenes aspects of Keepa, that tool that we always talk about. Episode 369 of this, of this podcast talks about Keepa. I go in depth about why we love it, why it's different, why in my opinion, it blows away all those tools that cost 100, 200, 500 bucks a month. Yeah. Keepa costs about 20 and it's better than all of them. Thanks yeah. for buying that episode. But it has some advanced features that we don't talk about that often that you just hit on. We've actually yeah. got a course. After we're done recording this podcast, I'm talking with the coach on our team who's putting a course together that dives into how to use Keepa as a sourcing tool. And he just presented on it as well at our virtual conference. And we got great feedback. So I think we're going to make a little mini course for all our proven Amazon course students. uh, Because it's really not a challenge to find products once you know how to use these tools properly. It's just not. Yeah. I My favorite ASINs are the ones that I am... The only FBA seller on, and I was. So there's other merchant fulfill sellers, other FBM sellers. Yeah, and they're probably uh, even prices marked below where you can sell. Oh yeah, yeah. As an FBA seller above, yeah. Mm-hmm. But those are my favorite ones to jump on. There, you have to know a little bit about how how that works. Like the items may be hazmat, or there may be a, like a problem with it. It's too heavy. The fees are weird. But once you can kind of figure out. There's nothing wrong with this product. It's just nobody's selling it. FBA, then yeah, then jump on it. Yeah, we've got some some. I'll put it. I'll just call it small appliances mm-hmm. that we do that with. And so now I'm I'm only making twenty bucks a sale. Well, the FBM sellers are making forty or fifty probably. Yeah. but that's fine with me. Sending them, shipping them on a regular basis. I'm not competing with all the other FBM sellers down here beating themselves up on a lower price. I'm the only FBA seller. And the beauty of being the only FBA seller, well, I'll let you tell you know, the people listening say, what is the beauty of being the only FBA seller? What advantage does that give you? For me, it's given me more stability and predictability because I'm getting a very predictable amount of sales. I'm getting most, if not all the sales on that listing. I'm able to sell it for more. And those replens have been the ones that have lasted the longest. And it feels kind of like, private label in a sense, or, you know, having my unique listing. Yeah. Because I think what happens is a lot of sellers just assume that whoever's got the lowest price is the one that's getting all the sales. Yeah. And they're not paying attention to the fact that if as an FBA seller, which that means people who have an Amazon Prime account, Mm -hmm. if they click that box that says, only show me Prime deals, then you're the only one that's showing up. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot of shoppers. Oh, yeah. So these other FBM sellers who are shipping it themselves, like they, as if they were selling it on eBay, merchant fulfilling it themselves, they're beating each other up over price down here in the mud. And you're mm. up here marked 20, 30% higher even. I mean, we've got some that we've marked way up and we're selling more than any of them. If you look at the Keepa data the, and you know the, the buy box, um, not the buy box, you go into data and then... Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that tab called? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, but it's it's buy box data, data, right? Yeah. And it shows the win percentage. Yeah. What percent of the time each seller oh, yeah. is winning the buy box? Yeah. Yeah. And you could look in there and like, man, we're getting 80% of the buy box and we're the highest <laughs> price. Yeah. Right. Now, Amazon's getting its cut. Oh, yeah. Because we're using their warehouse. Yeah. But, but once you understand all the moving parts, it's not that complicated. You can really take advantage of that scenario. Yeah. That's a great tip. That's, and that's an advanced tip that I think anyone can take a look at. Um, sure. At any given time, if it's good FBA, it's probably good FBM as well and vice versa. If it's a good FBM seller for you, if it's selling, it's probably good FBA. It's worth looking at. So every ASIN is almost two decisions. Am that's I going to cool. do FBA or FBM? Or maybe a third option. There's plenty of ASINs. We do both. So there's really three ways to tackle any given yeah. ASIN. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, cool. Let's talk about your numbers. How's 2021 shaking out? We only got a few days left in December here. What's yeah. uh, How's it looking? Oh, it's ever since we shifted to the higher price items and I've been able to outsource more tasks, It's I, I was able to really focus on the sourcing and blow that up. And I'm removed now from the prep process. So yeah, we went from 28,000 in April up to 75,000 by July. It was about close to 50,000 in just three months. And we've kind of maintained 75 from July to, to now. And kind of what we've been doing is working out, like first we get to 75. Now, how do we maintain that and repeat it and set up the system so that they're operating at that level. So we had to put the pieces in place and and there were just had some issues with products falling off and having to find enough to to uh, maintain that. But that's that's kind of where we're at right now is about 75,000 at a 15% margin. And it's a lot less work for me regarding in the business. I'm not prepping much anymore. My main job is to create the purchase order list for my shopper and then to reprice and make sure I'm selling my inventory. That's pretty much my main tasks as well as the admin stuff. But as far as the the whole ship process and I'm, I'm, we've kind of removed ourselves from that. That's yeah. fantastic. So it's you and your mom, a couple part-time people still. Yes. It's, it's split out. I mean, I have, it's probably equivalent to two full-time people, but it's gotcha. divided over five different people. That's kind of how we roll too. Our, our entire team is part-time flexible. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's just a beautiful arrangement for everybody. It's easy to add people into that system too and take them out and they take a break okay. for a few weeks and mm-hmm. we're not leaning on one person like that. They better be there. Or this whole thing falls apart. It's very flexible. So what is your 2021 total overall sales? Um, we are just about right now at, at 600,000. We're at like 592 right now. Um, so you'll hit 600 easy. We got a couple of oh, yeah. weeks left yeah. before we hit the end of the year. So mm-hmm. 600 for the, for the year is pretty oh, realistic. Nice. Yeah. That's um, awesome, man. So are you Q4 reliant? Do you feel like? I mean, is December like, uh, man, we better have a good... Or is it pretty stable throughout the years. You're selling my boring des- stuff. So I would think my December has not been exceptional at all. It was N- nothing like, unusual. Yeah. Just another month, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I know it's going to go down after the Christmas shopping is over for about a week or so, or maybe mm-hmm. a little longer than that. Yeah. The last um, week of December can be pretty slow after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get into January, people use their gift cards. They're back January yeah. for replin sellers quite often is bigger or as big as December. Oh yeah. Was. That's how it was last year for us. 20 end yep. of 2020, beginning of 21. We actually did just, yeah, we did just as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty typical because again, we're selling the boring stuff. We're not, you know, mm-hmm. running around looking for the last elf on the shelf toy. It's boring stuff. And yeah. uh, it's going to sell just the same in January as it did in December. That's another beauty of this model is it's not feast and famine. It's nice and stable and steady. Yeah. Little small tweaks as you go. That's an incredible model. This is uh, this has been a really cool story. The timeline of this has just been fantastic. And you guys have shown a lot of resilience. I'm sure there's a hundred little stories you could tell in there of just, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you just want to turn all this off, mom? And like, we're not in the mood for this. And you know, maybe I should just hit the books, go get a job. And you know, those conversations that come along the way when life throws you curveballs, but you guys stuck with it. Yes. And you've got a business, you've got a team, you've got a bright future. You're on this podcast now. And so people are going to be coming up to you and like, wow, you were the guy that inspired us. Now, what would you say to... This is maybe a little curveball before I ask you what else you've got for us today. But what would you say to some of the other families that either homeschool or they're considering homeschooling and how you integrate this entrepreneurial mindset into the day-to-day. Are there any lessons there that stand out? Maybe encouragement? Because people hear me say these kinds of things, but I'd love to hear from an 18-year-old. How have you guys managed that? Just For example, does mom ever say, hey, stop making money. You got to go back to your math book. You know, and like, how's that work? We use the experience that I've gotten from my business, the practical experience and use that uh, as a lot of my education. I'm still taking classes, but I have learned so much 
from hands-on doing it. It's not theory anymore. I'm actually seeing, you know, how the whole cash flow works, how, uh, what it takes to, to manage people. And uh, really, I've learned a lot of discipline. And to what you, to your point earlier of like doing things when I don't feel in the mood for it, because I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, you know, once you start, you can't really stop it. If you stop, then your business falls apart. So to just taking, I guess, more responsibility and accountability for, for your actions and for what you're doing, that's, that's been huge. Those are lessons that I feel it's hard to learn if you're just doing your academic, like math, science, textbooks. Um, yep. Just Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I have 30 soap boxes I could jump on, but I'm only going to jump on one or two at this point. I mean, to hear an 18-year-old talking about things like discipline and accountability and doing things even when I don't feel like it. And my business has taught me how to manage people and work with others. And like, that's the dream of education. I would say you've you've received a better education than any book classroom scenario could possibly have offered you by going down this path to you know to be so bold and so blunt about it. But, you know that's my theory on this, and I go back to I've I've shared this on a couple episodes in the past, but there's enough new listeners each episode. Those who have heard it before can bear with me. But the the three elements of a solid education from a Judeo Christian traditional Hebrew background. The three elements. Have you ever heard me talk about this before, Jared? I don't think so. That's fine. That's great. Okay. So you can hopefully get something from this too and, yeah. and encourage your mom because she's, she's doing it brilliantly. But the three are have to do with relationships. First, your relationship and your walk with God, spiritual training. What do we believe? Why do we believe it? What are those things that those non-negotiables that we stand for as a family, those spiritual qualities, you know, honor, integrity, hard work ethic, you know, those are the things built into our belief structure and why, where do those come from? That's all spiritual stuff, right? And then you get into the relational. How do you treat others? What's it like to be a son, a brother, a a worker? How do you treat people who are older than you? Honor for age, you know, all those lessons, male, female relationships. Like if if you've got those two lined up, you're 85, 90% of your way towards having a tremendous education that prepares you for the future. Those two. (laughs) The third one that they tack in is enough about numbers in business that you can serve others well and profitably as you go on through life, where you don't feel like the world owes you something because I'm passionate about this. So the world better pay me for this because I'm passionate about it. No. How are you serving others with the gifts and talents you have and doing it profitably? where they feel like they're being served and they're willingly paying you, with be it an employer or ideally, my opinion, running a business beats having a job any day. And, and you experience that. I mean, do a little experiment. Go work at McDonald's for a month and come tell me which one you like best. <laughs> right? I've, I've thought about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it would give you a nice perspective. And, and I think it's a good lesson for all young people to learn. It's something to work hard for somebody and then look at that check that's been sliced and diced 18 ways and say, oh, wait, I thought I was getting 15 an hour. I did the math. I'm getting 745 an hour. <laughs> what happens? Like, yeah. yeah, that's the real world. So just have that experience of working hard and getting paid and taking kind of, you know, orders from somebody that's building their dream makes you appreciate the ability to build your own dream Mm -hmm. and understand that it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to run a business as you well know. So yeah, some great lessons in there. And I appreciate your, your perspective on that. You really dropped some keywords that got me going though, because there's, there's just not a lot of people in this age demographic that you run into in your day-to-day life who are using words like responsibility and, and work ethic and doing stuff so even when I don't feel like it and teaching leadership skills to people who work for me. I mean, I'm guessing some of the people that work for you guys are older than you? Um, are they teenage employees? Two of them are older than me, yes. Yeah. And so they've got a boss that's younger than them and figuring out that dynamic isn't easy because you've got to approach with humility and honor. I mean, they're, they're older than you. And yes. They see you honor age. But they work for you. So you're navigating some very interesting territory at a young age that uh, I think is going to inspire some people. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it will. It, it has for me. It has for me as well. Well, what, what other lessons do you have? Anything on your list? Like, man, I, I think I, 
I could uh, add some wisdom to the conversation, you know, maybe just little tips, strategies, maybe some turning points that you think might uh, help the listeners today, encourage them. I have one or two things. I don't think that I could get off this podcast without thanking your community and all the people who have poured so much into me in the past couple of years. If I were to do this on my own and just kind of figuring it out, even with the course, right? Even with maybe even the coaching, I there's no way that I could have been where I am right now, closing in on close to a seven-figure business. There's having the support, having the accountability, the relationships have been huge for me. I mean, there are so many people, Nathan, of course, and uh, the Pruitts and Rich Potter, so many people I could name that have poured into me and pretty much brought me where I am. I mean, I had to do the work and take action on what they gave me, but they've given a lot of their a lot of their time and just having that, I don't know, encouragement and to to keep going has been really big. So and also the other this this the community as a whole. Whenever I go on your Facebook group, it's always so positive. People are so encouraging. And just that community that you've developed is impacted so many people. Yeah. I, I love that word encouraging. Buried in it is the word courage, which is a very viral human, oh, I don't know, call it a condition or emotion. It, oh, yeah. it's, it spreads, it, as does cowardice, they, mm-hmm. it, as does fear. So yeah. you've got to be very intentional. And I think we've built a culture where encouragement, the courage needed to be a warrior, to go into charge into battle, even when you don't feel like it, do the things that need done. Mm-hmm. That's contagious. And yeah. we've fostered an environment where I benefit from far more than I work for at this point. We've reached a tipping point a long time ago where I benefit far more than I fan the flame myself. Uh, it's like we're all enjoying this campfire that we all just kind of toss a stick onto every once in a while. That's a visual image that just kind of came to mind. But it's like this place that we can all rely on and go to that's always kind of there. And and if someone shows that obviously they don't have the best interest to the community in mind, they have another agenda. They're there just to sell something, or they're just to you know take the money and run type of attitude of you know, okay, here you know come in day one advertising their something that competes with what we've been doing around here for 20 years. You know, it's like, ah, this isn't the place for you. So what you're left with is a group of really good people that are there to support and encourage each other. And one of the things I want to encourage you in as you're, you know, you're getting into your young adult years is at any given time in your life, you need to be not only being mentored by great people in a great community, but who's behind you coming up kind of behind you that you're mentoring. Who are those 14-year-olds or those 10, yeah. 11, 12-year-olds that I'm old <laughs> to them and to you, but for you to pin some, spend some time with them, encouraging them into this entrepreneurship, this different way of thinking, they're just going to listen to every word you say. And you're going to have the ability to really shape how they approach life and their future and earning an income and relationships. And so be mentored by great people and mentor people in the path that you've had the benefit of receiving would be my encouragement for you. Absolutely. Yeah, in this next season of life. And and I'm bad if you used your imagination, you could kind of, some of those names not even pop into your head. And, and if you don't have names that pop in your head, intentionally seek it out. It doesn't have to be 30 people, but two or three guys, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to check in on them from time to time, see how they're doing. And because there's a benefit to you in that, that you'll come mm-hmm. to appreciate. And it'll be your kids eventually at some point that you're doing yeah. that with. But in the yeah. meantime, yeah. There's something about being that older teenager. The younger teenagers just think you're so cool. The difference between two or three years is a big deal still. It won't be forever. Right now it is at your age. So take right. advantage of that. But yeah. Great stuff. Well, so I appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate you showing some love back to the, the community and some of the great leaders around here. What else is on your list? Anything else that uh, you'd like to share with the, the community before we jump off here? Yeah, I think just last thing is like... For people who are new and or whatever the circumstances, like it, it's definitely possible to do this business. I came at it being very young and having really no background. I don't have any special skills. 
every, all the, like my products I find it's cause I spent hours and months trying to, you know, coming up with nothing, you know, and then learning how to do it. The systems I put in place are because are be, that I have now are because the ones that I tried previously didn't work. There's nothing unique or like special that I have. That's giving me this, that's allowing me to succeed with my sales and the business. It's, it's really just, if you're consistent with it and you don't give up when you want to cry and, or you, you can cry. I cry a lot, in my business, but to keep going and be persistent and have that courage, it's absolutely possible. Yeah, it is. it is. Yeah. It is. And this model specifically is something yeah. that I, I put the weight of my reputation behind on a regular basis because I've just seen it work for so many people. And I love what you said. It's, it, there's no one slid you a list of, hey, go buy these products. We won't tell anybody. This is what that, that's not what our coaching program is. We give you the skills. But only you can dig deep and find the persistence. And anything worth building will always be that way. Yes. God set it up that way. Like anything worth having doesn't just fall from the sky. Yeah. You got to get out. Now you'll find yourself at the right place at the right time sometimes, but you'll look even in those moments. What was it that got you there? Persistence, connections, Mm -hmm. relationships, conversations took you to that point where you were kind of in the right place at the right time. And just as often things will fall apart. And, and then your response becomes important. That's all you can control in those moments is your response, your reaction. How are you going to respond? Focus on the loss or focus on the lesson. Like those tough pivot moments, easy to say, but they, uh, they really kind of start to define who you are and where you find yourself in your mm-hmm. life. The words you use even. So, man, I'm, I'm encouraged, man. This has been really fun hanging out with you today. Thank you. Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Bright future. And I see you as a future leader of, in the e-commerce world. Just you started at a young age. You've got about a, I say this to my son all the time, Trey, like you got about a 25-year head start on me, man. You're going to do great. <laughs> you know, because I didn't start till I was in my you know, 30s. And uh, here you are at 18 with, you know, you, before you're even 20, you're going to have a, a thriving seven-figure business. And that's a good place to be. So... Yeah, I definitely want to get more involved in the community that you have and give back way more than than I've received. It's that I guess the spirit of of giving and really caring for others that you have instilled in in the community has really impacted me and it's contagious and I definitely definitely uh feel that you know, I, I love the community and I want to be around it for a very long time and help whoever I can. Man, I, I could see some great leadership roles for you in the future. We got to get you on stage. Would you be nervous to be standing in front of 700 people telling a half hour version of your story? Or would you do great with it? What do you think? I could probably handle it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great for a little you. Bit but and, yeah. it, it, and people, I, I love putting our, our students who've never done something like that before, especially, uh, you know, just give them the chance to kind of feel, because that is the next stage of leadership and you've identified it. You've got a great forward looking approach to this is you're going to be using your face and your name and your voice. The greatest leadership gift God gave all of us is our voice, ability to communicate. You know, here's how mm-hmm. things work. Here's what I've learned. Here's how to do what I've done. You start to find yourself leading. So absolutely, those roles are going to open up for you. And I appreciate you uh, sharing those sentiments. And, and just by doing this podcast today, you've given up a, a lot of people, a lot more than I think you realize. Um, you'll come to appreciate it as you get a little older. But to see people younger you, than you, significantly younger than you, picking up and kind of carrying the mantle of something that you've believed in for so long, it strikes a different chord that's hard to understand. So you got a couple more decades under your belt, but it's certainly an encouragement for me. And I think it will be for many others as well. So, well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for a minute, Jared. Okay. Just hang loose for a minute, buddy. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate your time today. But for those who hung out with Jared and I today, like I always say, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, but even if you didn't, this was time well spent for me. And I hope you enjoyed this as well and got some great tidbits. I think this is one of those episodes where if you're brand new, you felt encouraged. And if you've been around a while, we've dropped some golden nuggets for you. One way that you could certainly pay us back if you appreciated this episode today, I'll give you a couple of ways. But one of them is just to, to send people to silentgym.com and say, hey, go check out this podcast. Interviewed a young man today. It's got a coming up on a seven-figure business at the age of 18 after even going through some family struggles. He's 
He's thriving. I think it'll encourage some people. So share it. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? And the other thing is, no matter where you're listening, if it's YouTube or if you're on some uh, podcast listening app, leave us a review, five stars, thumbs up, click the heart, whatever it is, you know how to do that stuff. We really appreciate that. That helps us gain that traction as well as we help spread the word because we have a $0 marketing budget for this program. You are our marketing team. So thanks for helping us spread the word and help this show continue to grow. We've got some, uh, we've attracted the attention of some fantastic sponsors now that kind of helps pay for things around here. This doesn't just happen. We've got a whole team. There's about five or six of us involved in every episode that are touching, massaging, editing, producing this thing. So thanks for helping support that by spreading the word. And with that being said, Jarrett, one more time, man. Thanks for being with us today, buddy. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, man. And for all the listeners, all the business building warriors out there, be encouraged. We're in your corner. We're praying for you. Next year is going to be beautiful. Let's stick together. Keep working. Keep plowing forward. We'll have another great episode for you again real soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder, our incredible sponsors, ilovesupplies.com. There's a link in the show notes. Go check out their poly bags. It will speed up the process of getting your inventory ready to send to Amazon. Time is money. They can help you out. ilovesupplies.com. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.